This is the Defenders Podcast on TV Podcast Industries. We're talking about She-Hulk, Attorney at Law, Episode 2, which I'm assuming is called Attorney for Hire. Welcome back, fellow defenders, to our discussions about She-Hulk, Attorney at Law. This time we're talking about episode two, which is, I think, called Attorney for Hire. I'm one of your hosts, Derek. Strike that from the record, Your Honor. <laughs> I am one of your other hosts, John. Welcome, fellow defenders. Attorney has been hired, maybe? Order in the court. We only have <laughs> a short amount of time to talk about this, so there will be order in my court, because I am your judge, Chris. <laughs> Excellent. Welcome back, Chris. Welcome back, John, uh, for our discussions about She-Hulk. And welcome back to our wonderful fellow defenders. Thanks for joining us uh, for our discussions about this show. Uh, we're going to keep these pretty light as the episodes themselves are 25 to 30 minutes. So we're going to keep the discussions about them as straightforward as we can. Um, we'll pick up any any Easter eggs that we think we can find uh, throughout the episodes as well. But, uh, but we're going to talk about the story and talk about what happens in each of the episodes. Yes, yeah. uh, we will be getting into our spoiler-filled discussion, mm-hmm. uh, however light that might be, uh, but we will be getting into our spoiler-filled discussion before we kick off with the episode details. Uh, remember, if you have just joined us, please head on over to tvpodcastindustries.com to subscribe to the podcast, mm-hmm. uh, where you can uh, join us on any good or evil podcast catcher of your choice. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, you can also join us over on our Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash TV podcast industries. Spoiler posts up for every show that we cover uh, over there right now. We're covering um, Sandman uh, season one. We are just finished our coverage, hopefully, of uh, of Umbrella Academy uh, season three, which was a really good show. But uh, just getting to the end of it now, I think a lot of people cl- finished that off uh, a couple of weeks ago and obviously covering uh, She-Hulk here as well uh, on TV podcast industries. Let's get into the discussion about this episode. Uh, Executive for the series are Kevin Feige, Louis Desposito, Victoria Alonso, Brad Winderbaum, and Jessica Gao with Case Coro. Uh, Jessica Gao is the head writer for the show, and this episode was directed by Case Coro, uh, who we mentioned last time as well. Yes. And this episode was also written by Jessica Gao, the showrunner for the show, so uh, stamping her, uh, her writing style on all the episodes so far. Yes, definitely. Well, John, do you want to tell us what they gave us with your synopsis for She-Hulk episode two? Sure. With the case against the defendant thrown out by the judge after the events inside the courtroom with the superhero Titania, Jennifer Walters not only has to deal with her secret identity being public knowledge, but she is also fired as deputy attorney with the case lost. Jennifer tries to find more work, but is turned down after each interview by her potential employers, who fear her superpowers and her now public persona, She-Hulk, will get in the way of being a lawyer. Even at the Walters family dinner, she can't escape the shame of losing her job or gossip of her alter ego as the She-Hulk from the uncle, auntie and cousin. As Jennifer starts looking for alternative careers outside law and she reaches a low ebb, she's offered a glimmer of hope from an unlikely source, Holden Holloway, the senior partner of the law firm GKLNH offers Jennifer a new position after he was impressed with the case she built against him before he declared a mistrial. Jennifer is to head up the new superhero division. She arrives at her new position in high spirits as she retains Nikki as her paralegal, but things are tempered when Holden informs her that she must carry out all of her duties in the new role as the She-Hulk and that her first case is a parole hearing for the one and only Emile Blonsky a.k.a. Abomination. Raw. Raw. Yes, not much rawing from uh, from Abomination, though. <laughs> no, uh, not really. We see him mostly in the uh, the persona of the new Emil Blonsky. Uh, he, he was quite uh, sort of uh, well-behaved, actually. Turned down. Namaste. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I suppose that's what yoga and mindfulness does to you. Mm, I guess so. I guess so. It calms down the Hulk inside of you. It really mm. does. Excellent. Let's get into our case points for the episode. Order, order. Let's get on to our case note number one. Uh, Jennifer has been fired from her job because of the fight for t- with Titania. Um, 
we see her in the bar uh, after work. Lots of uh, lots of tropes from um, from legal shows here. Uh, every legal show, I think, always ended off the night in a bar after work. Uh, and um, this one's no different, right? She goes over to her local bar, has to turn into She-Hulk because of the adoring fans inside, uh, and then is approached by her boss, or form- the former district attorney, or the actual district attorney, uh, telling her that she has to lose her job because of the um, distraction that is now being caused with yep. She-Hulk. I, I do love that they have Ali McBeal playing in the background yeah, of this definitely. part. Yes. I was like, yeah, I suppose if you're going to have a place called League Lease, mm-hmm. um, it's it's going to be kind of, it has to have Ali McBeal and Boston Legal just playing nonstop <laughs> on loop in the background. Like <laughs> yeah, It's yeah. just a, the only way. Until, you, until the barmen can actually feel like they are lawyers themselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, and But the only thing you would add to it is... I would make it a themed restaurant and all the waiters and the barmen are just as barristers from the UK with the big long <laughs> wigs and the robes. It would just bring it to a new, like, brings that touch of class, you know? Uh, they sort of announce themselves with a gavel on the yeah. table that they're serving. <laughs> That's happy hour, happy hour time. Yes. <laughs> Very good. Yeah. <laughs> this was great. I, I just say, loved the Ally McBeal being on the TV in the background. Uh, I I just as well. I just like that little reference back because they're all chanting "She Hulk, She Hulk," mm-hmm. and you know Jennifer's just like I can't even exist without being a derivative of the Hulk, Absolutely. you know, and just constantly fighting against the name, um, which was kind of referenced with Smart Hulk in the previous episode mm-hmm. where he says, "You know, I didn't come up with the name. You've exactly. just got to kind of run with it." Just and she's, with it. she's just yeah. like. It's such a stupid name. Uh, but yeah, I loved all this, this sort of after work, you know, after school, uh, drinking that, that <laughs> she's doing along with Nikki, her paralegal, mm-hmm. who just seems like really chipper. And at this moment in her life, after, um, certainly later on in the episode, pretty much helps, um, Jennifer to sort of, you know, organizes certainly her, her, Quite well. You can see why she, uh, you know, would want to bring her along. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Everybody needs someone like Nikki in their life to organize them uh, and get them uh, focused on getting new work, right? <laughs> exactly. We have you, Derek. Apparently. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, uh, yeah, the bad news as well. I like the change after her, effectively, boss comes over mm-hmm. and she changes back into Jennifer, but she has drank too much. Yes. because. Whilst the Hulk uh, may not uh, barf uh, after beer, certainly Jennifer has a very high potential to to barf uh, yeah. with the amount that she can drink as She-Hulk. At least misses the chair. Misses the <laughs> yeah, chair. it's really proper falling over. Yeah, it's it's quite difficult to this show, and you know we mentioned how good the CGI is uh, overall for the show, but it's quite difficult sometimes because that is a bit of a rule change. Because last episode they said. The Hulks are fine. They can drink as much as they want to. But um, there are moments when Jennifer is in Jennifer form when she probably should be in She-Hulk form, but it's absolutely fine. It is a bit of comedy to have. Uh, and the whole point really being that she's not supposed to be able to get drunk, whether uh, uh, unless she's in her human form knocking back drinks, she shouldn't actually be able to get drunk because they're they're all the same body effectively. So it uh, doesn't matter. It's still a funny joke. I like that she falls off the chair there. Yeah, but she yeah. had a hangover in episode one as she well. Did. Yeah, yeah, as Bruce would have if he yeah. had transformed back into uh, into Bruce. Yep. Yeah. Um, I I enjoyed this because it, it does actually set up a, a nice precedent of this kind of like yeah they you save people but they're going to like the 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 jury would have been biased towards you mm-hmm. and everyone's mm-hmm. like yeah we can't have a crazy superhero celebrity. Working as a, a lawyer, and so it does set up a nice, a, a nice through line for this whole kind of this show. Yeah, yeah. Um, where it's like it's not just going to be like there's going to be slightly more than the gag a week mm-hmm. kind of aspects. There's going to be like yeah, this is kind of like this is what would happen if you were suddenly thrust into this position. Yeah, I think that's it. It's you know what does he say? you would just be a distraction or a liability for the DA yeah. office. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's that's repeated, you know, as we see it going for the, the numerous interviews as well, mm-hmm. where it's, you know, yeah, you we want you focused on the job, not 
anything else kind of thing. So, um, and of course, at the moment with all the hype, uh, like the chanting from the bar. So, um, yeah, it it was, it's a nice little touch, I think, to add in there. Yeah, absolutely. And of course, the thing that gets her fired gets her her new job. She's not just able to be She-Hulk. She must be She-Hulk in her new role. Um, So, so what do they say? It's a, a drawback for one company is a benefit to another, I guess. Yeah, so that's exactly. And that's exactly why Holden Holloway wants Jennifer working for him as She-Hulk number one, because, well, her defense obviously worked quite well. It was going to win the case and then he squashed it because possibly the jury would be biased in her favor. But he was obviously quite impressed with her, regardless of whether she's She-Hulk or not. Right. He wants to use that to their advantage as a law firm. Yeah, def- I'm hoping so. Definitely. I, I like the fact that Despite wanting to be Jennifer Walters, her new job, which she's very eager to take, mm-hmm. is you have to conduct your business in the office and in the courtroom as She-Hulk. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, as she's turned up on her first day as Jennifer Walters. And, yeah. oh, no, I didn't, like, kind of change for this with mm-hmm. her suit. Um, I think that's the only thing as well with the suits Sometimes they have the ripped arms, others they don't. So I, I'm guessing she at this stage she's invested in spandex suits, yes, like uh, so. <laughs> like uh, Smart Hulk uh, said is is the benefit for yeah. her, yeah. Um, for Who's sure. Who's your best friend? <laughs> exactly. Nikki. No spandex. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um, but there is also that nod again, breaking the fourth wall, where she's talking to us as the audience, saying, "From now on, everybody who works at this law firm is going to think I got this job because I'm She-Hulk. Yes. That's the only reason I got it. Whereas everybody else here, when somebody looks at them, they will be it will be assumed that they got the job on the merits uh, and the, and what they brought to the company, rather than just being a Hulk, and that's why you get the job. So, uh, so it starts her off on the back foot. Yeah. Myth. She manages to keep Nikki as well on yes. her team, which is nice. Yes, because we... Holden couldn't care less who her paralegal is. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the, I guess the other side of it is with GKL and H, it's not the easiest firm name to say, no, I don't think. It's not. So it's like, oh man, could it just not have been like GKL or something like that? It's having the and H mm. uh, going on. Oh, uh, yeah. Holden Holloway is the senior partner. He has to have his uh, his name stand out there. He certainly does. Damn you, Holden Holloway. <laughs> I'll call out one quick note here, since we're talking about that kind of time. There is a comic book room with a load of comic books on the wall. Very good. In GKL. Very good. Yeah. Very good. Obviously, seeing if they could take some legal precedence from uh, the adventures of uh, of the characters in comic books. We did hear that um, in the first episode, the first time really that we've heard mention of comic books in yeah. the MCU. Um, when uh, Jennifer was talking to Bruce, saying, "Did you just quote a comic book there?" So um, we haven't really we've we've heard of uh, action figures of all the Avengers and all that kind of stuff in the past, but I don't think we've ever really seen comic books in the MCU before, uh, or even heard mention of it in any of the shows or movies before. No, I don't. Not that I can remember. Although there has been a lot of um, cinematic and TV time now in the Marvel mm-hmm. world, so there may have been at some point. Yeah. But of course, um, th- this this felt quite direct about it, yeah. which I thought was interesting but even um, when people were wondering how the details of uh of endgame and the infinity war get out to the public they said it was a podcast from ant-man rather than saying somebody dramatized it in a comic book <laughs> so they haven't even used that before as a way out of explain- explaining uh how some of the information got out there so uh you'd probably use that uh, yeah. so good job on the writers of uh of she-hulk for incorporating that now so we have comic books in this world as well yeah confirmed uh-huh but it's not just her colleagues and other uh, law firms that have a, 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 an issue with uh, with what happened in the courtroom with Titania. So moving on to case note number two, there is the family dinner. Mm-hmm. Uh, and whilst her mum and dad seem quite supportive, there is... Uh, there's one of the uncles, the auntie, and the cousin uh, that despite being told not to bring it up at any moment during the family dinner, uh, the the cousin is praised for being promoted in his job uh, in Best Buy. Mm-hmm. To- so, yes, they're, they're, they're not particularly sensitive to um, the, the, that mo- the moment for Jennifer, I exactly. guess. Exactly. And I think sort of coming from that 
excruciating family dinner with with the mm. cousin and the auntie and uncle you do get a really even though her mum and dad is a slightly kind of um it's slightly oblivious to certain things that's happening with jennifer you know they do realize this isn't the first hulk in the family mm-hmm. they've kind of they, they give her some advice and you know they are trying to tell the cousins and the and the the relatives not to discuss all this but there's that really nice uh, father daughter moment as well down in the garage or mm-hmm. in the basement just you know where he is really just trying to have that one to one to see are you okay yeah. you know how's things going effectively i really like that because he doesn't really get a word in edgewise no. uh, as jennifer just explodes all of this information all the stuff that's been uh, that's been going on with her uh, in front of her and he just kind of calms her down towards the end and says i hope you're okay basically it's all right bad things have happened you're not the only hulk in the family and you didn't destroy a city that's a big <laughs> yeah, thing for a exactly. family to take on so uh interesting i do want to know who her cousin is uh couldn't catch his name in the credits but i want to know who it is because there's lots and lots of hulks in the universe it's not just uh smart hulk and she hulk uh there's lots and lots of other uh various people who've been hulks in this universe so i'm intrigued to see if he'll also be uh, another hulk uh somewhere in the future maybe it could mm-hmm. be the hulks a family affair it could be could be like dynasty (laughs) but hulks with hulks absolutely you never know you never know anything else in the family dinner i i I just want to see more i like it's just there's always these um annoying in-laws and families and cousins so i really want to see that kind of another dinner where it's like, but look, I did this. I saved the president from an exploding plane. But your cousin was one employee of the month. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. It, it definitely feels like a different family from uh, from the Khan family in uh, in Miss Marvel. Yes. Isn't it? Uh, yeah. A less a less supportive family. Now they weren't uh, always supportive of Kamala, but uh, it is a different uh, a different family. So it, intriguing to see uh, more of that. Like. I think even Jennifer has said a few times that uh, she'll see Bruce at family dinners. So this is something that happens often, whether she likes it or not. And throughout their time together, there will be family dinners uh, coming up soon in the future. Uh, good stuff. Let's go on to our final case now. Case note number three, the new job and the uh, the new case for Jennifer Walters. Is there one other person in the world that you would want to defend less than Emil Blonsky from the Incredible Hulk movie? I wouldn't have thought so now. No. Um, which... It's kind of, I think what I really liked about this is, you know, she's kind of really, well, I've got a conflict of interest here Mm because he did try to kill my cousin, Bruce. I do like the fact that she, you know, calls Bruce to effectively to to tell him that she is going to take uh, the job uh, after she's gone to the uh Department of Damage Control prison, mm-hmm. which seems a much more appropriate prison compared to the one where the clandestine were held yes. And yes. in in Miss Marvel. Mm-hmm. But um, you'd think they, well, you'd hope they'd use these kind of establishing shots for two different shows. Uh, so <laughs> yeah. maybe Miss Marvel will get updated uh, with these it, establishing it, it, shots. Possibly. <laughs> um, but I, I really like that because Holloway says to, well, are you not even going to just visit and, and interview the the client and you know you've got till the end of the day you know Mm -hmm. so she either takes it and has the job or if she doesn't well then she doesn't have the job because there's no job for her Mm -hmm. this is kind of like their big first case and the parole of of uh, abomination effectively and i really liked that conversation between the two of them because I was there listening to Emil Blonsky, you know, Tim Roth, love Tim Roth. Yeah, and, you know, just where he goes, you know, I thought I was the hero. And I was the one being employed by the the government mm-hmm. to take down someone who was damaging, rampaging uh, and all of this. Yeah. Um, and he feels wronged um, yeah. in that sense because he's the one that's... Army man. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. he's the one that's ended up in prison, whereas 
Hulk is being feted and, and so on. Mm-hmm. And, um, but despite all of that, he has changed, um, you know, spiritually and he wants to live. I love this with, uh, I just love the way Tim Roth sort of did it. So sort of the way he was lounging in this, um, you know, glass, glass maximum security prison. I mean, Jennifer makes reference to the kind of silence of the lambs bit is like, uh-huh. Is he going to ask for a Chianti uh, and some flava beans? And just like, but then seeing Tim Roth just kind of lounge there, sort of slouching in the seat, yeah. um, and starts talking about his seven soulmates that he has met <laughs> via the oh, the prison pen pal program. Um, I just really, really enjoyed. But I, I really like the angle because I was like, I have to go and watch that that movie again because in some ways he's right. It's like. It's, mm. you know, in a sense, it's that alternate take from the side of, for that movie, yeah. the, the antagonist. Um, now, whether he's genuine in all of this and mm. uh, what he's saying, who knows? But Jennifer feels that he's sincere in what he's saying. Yeah, he, um, he was certainly thrown under the bus. I wouldn't recommend going back and seeing Incredible Hulk again. It's not that great a film. <laughs> it really is not great. They, they they tried to do something great with it. One of the big things was casting someone like Tim Roth, who is a very well-respected actor. And I remember being surprised at his casting coming into this comic book movie. Um, but unfortunately, it just didn't work in the end. It's not, it's not the greatest of movies and was the last ever Hulk starring movie that we've seen. Um, because the rights for that are still over with Universal. So, uh, so we can't actually get a full Hulk movie because of that movie. <laughs> That's why we've been getting these kind of thirds being dedicated to Bruce to tell his story over the last 15 years, uh, is because of that movie. So, um, but anyway, that's not the movie's fault, is it? Um, you can still go back and check it out. There's some good moments in it, but the, the Battle of Harlem, uh, where Abomination versus, uh, versus Hulk, let's say the CGI really doesn't stand up in that uh, to where it is 15 years later. <laughs> oh, no. Back to the CGI. Yes, sorry. <laughs> I, I, I I loved Emil Blonsky in this. I loved this whole yeah. section. I loved... This is the second time they've done some standout writing, some standout narrative choice, like just script monologue pieces. So last episode, it was... Basically, Jennifer talking about how she is always angry and she can control her anger and thing. And here we have Abomination saying, I, I thought I was the hero. Mm-hmm. And these are just fun little takes in a comedy show. Yeah. So it's just every now and again, I'm yeah. just reminded like, yeah, just great writing. It's just like, yeah, cool. I did okay. not think about that. We did not think Abomination. And again, it's almost like revisionist history because of course we've seen the film. Yeah. But that's the fun part of when you're you're able to do an over a decade worth of shows and yep. films. Yep. You're able exactly. to kind of go. Well, remember that thing? Well, this is my view on this, and yeah. then this was. Yeah, they did it with Dark World. They did it with um, with Thor Ragnarok. I know they haven't done that yet, have they? Cool. <laughs> oh, okay. Moving <laughs> swiftly on. But I did, I did really like Tim Roth. Yeah, he's, he's really good in here. Unfortunately, um, his transformation back into just Emil Blonsky, not Abomination, has had a terrible side effect. He keeps writing haikus as apologies <laughs> yeah, <laughs> to exactly. his victims. Oh wow. dear. Uh, we do hear that even from, uh, even from Bruce on the call when Bruce is saying, um, oh no, he wrote me a really nice letter along with a haiku uh, to apologize. <laughs> it was quite heartfelt. Um, yeah. So, and, and that's, we also see in that where he's in the Sakaran ship heading mm-hmm. into outer space. Um, where, and then you get the nice little gag of Jennifer losing the signal as it blasts off, uh, out of orbit, which really, really, uh, like, but she does take the job after going to visit him. You know, she feels he's sincere enough. Mm -hmm. Um, and again, it's almost doubled down by, by Bruce saying that as well. I wonder where he's going to. I wonder if he's going off to secret invasion or something. Um, uh, could be. I I do summer. like. He said it, it. It felt it was so long ago. He felt like a different man. Yes. Yeah, yeah. It was a nice little like, touch. Well and well we do done. get the fourth wall break of uh, of Tatiana Maslany uh, giving a nod and a wink to the to the screen, considering yeah. it was a different actor. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. Good yeah, stuff. It was a fun one. <laughs> um, I'd completely forgotten though that Emil Blonsky uh, did not get the blood transfusion from Bruce. He was injected with the super soldier serum that created Captain America, and for some reason he turned into. 
abomination, a hulk-like creature. Uh, I completely forgot that that's what it was that caused it, that it's a, a test, another test of the super soldier serum, not even connected to Hulk. Um, it was a gamma-based version. There you go. There you go. He doesn't even mention that himself. He just says super yeah. soldier serum here. So uh, interesting that they, yeah. uh, that, that um, there's something there. I'm probably not going to go back and watch that movie again. <laughs> I did watch <laughs> it in all of our run-throughs of the MCU, but uh, I'm not going to watch it another time to, to find out exactly what it was. <laughs> so thanks, Chris. Yeah, well, yeah, I, I, I guess it's off. The Incredible Hulk is off the cards, fellow defenders, mm-hmm. certainly for myself. Um, I might have to sneak it. Uh, but I think the other final bit of this, which is just good, you know, uh, Jennifer calls Holloway to let him know that she's going to take the case. And um, as she does that, he's like, you might want to see the news as there are images of um, Blonsky fighting in an underground fight club, mm-hmm. which we saw in Shang-Chi and um, having escaped from this high security prison. So maybe it is the same security prison as um, the clandestine. Maybe, in, yes. Uh, from Ms. Marvel yes. that he could. <laughs> but uh, I thought this was interesting because I'm wondering, you know, is that simply just efficient storytelling that, on the day that she accepts the job, these images are released to make the parole hearing um, harder. Or who has leaked the footage mm. ultimately yeah. uh, to to the media um, in order to make her job harder um, for the parole hearing of Emil Blonsky? So yeah. I thought that was kind of a nice little sort of twist on her taking the job. It's like, oh, back to square one. Now I've got to deal with this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. A super villainous. Writing team, <laughs> <laughs> and she did have a good plan to get Blansky off. Like she, was, yeah. she seemed to believe a story, and it seemed to be making sense to her that, that it would that it would work. But uh, yeah, Holloway didn't seem too bothered, though, did he? He seemed to be kind of yeah. going, "Here's the next challenge that you have to put up with in yeah. this role uh, that you have." <laughs> good stuff, good stuff. That is our case notes for She Hulk episode two. Any other notes? Anything else we haven't talked about for the episode? Nothing from my side. No, nothing from my side. I did like um, that her father is really obsessed with what Hawkeye does with his arrows after firing them. Does he go and collect them afterwards? Or, um, you know, because they're really dangerous to leave your arrows all around the place. (laughs) (laughs) I like that that's that's in there. Uh, Also, our post-credit scene for the episode is Jennifer uh, using her new powers to to help set up her dad's new 4K TV uh, and carry all the water bottles into the house for him um, yep. in one go. Um, I like the uh, the line from Jennifer. Um, I'm glad you're staying hydrated, Dad, but this is ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> or at least the cousin's going, I could have done that. Of course. Of <laughs> yeah, course. exactly. He'll be Doc Sampson or something in the future. What do you think? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Oh my god, they could so do that. They're going to make a joke about that. He's got, it's to. just because he's got the long hair with the ponytail that made me think that maybe uh, Doc Sampson, that's the only ponytailed uh, character I know from uh, from all the, the Because the gamma induces characters. his intelligence. Maybe, maybe. Right yeah. now he doesn't seem like the smartest tool in the shed, so uh, maybe it'll be the gamma. Yeah. Well, at least he, when he gets the gamma radiation, he'll become at least a hammer. <laughs> Good stuff. John, do you defend She-Hulk episode 2? I do. I do defend uh, episode two of She-Hulk. Um, I give it four Swiss village mascots out of five. Nice. Um, again, I just I'm liking the flow of this. And mm-hmm. I, I think, you know, that you can just flow from one into another. Uh, really enjoyed that. Again, it's it's got um, it's got the twists and turns around, um, you know, Jennifer taking this new job offered by. Holden Holloway from GKL and H. Uh, you've got Tim Roth on screen, so what's not to to love there? <laughs> you've got the you know the start, the little pressures coming in um, of her being recognised and getting her monocle of She Hulk, even though she doesn't like it. And um, so all, all of these different things, I, I just really uh, enjoyed and just teeing up for. Um, her having to sort of in a more difficult way now um represent Emil Blonsky at the the parole hearing now mm-hmm. that yeah. he actually escaped from prison and was in an underground fight club. Absolutely. Um, 
who was that magician um, <laughs> in, in in that TV footage? Hmm. Will we see um, Wong? Um, I'm hoping so. I I'm guessing so. so. But yes. Uh, yes. Yes. All really and good. So, and if you do want to see more of uh, of Wang and Emil Blonsky, definitely go check out Shang Chi again. Definitely, uh, if you haven't seen oh, it yeah. in a while. But just even if you don't, just do it anyway. Just go watch it's it. Great it's great film. Yeah. So, and again, because of Wong with the Shang Chi, I'm still thinking of that post credit mm-hmm. um, scene in Shang Chi where you had Hulk uh, along with Captain Marvel and mm-hmm. um, the. At trying to figure out the artifact that is the Ten Rings. So right. again, maybe it's something to do with that and um, Bruce's trip into outer space as well um, yeah. to get some information on that. So yeah, absolutely love this. Uh, four Swiss village mascots out of five. Good stuff. How about yourself, Chris? Do you defend this episode of She-Hulk? Absolutely loved it. Yeah. Just they're, they're fun d- distractions. They're the comedy element is working for me. There's some nice writing. It's superheroes, so I love it. Mm-hmm. It's the Hulk, because we, we need more Bruce. We need more Mark Ruffalo in our lives. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is actually even better. Like, just the the acting is great. Yeah, completely defend it. Absolutely. Excellent. You order it yourself, Derek. Yeah, I really enjoyed this. Uh, as I say, I think Tatiana Maslany is just great on screen, and I'm enjoying every time I'm with her. I have I, I loved that moment at the at the dinner table with her family, particularly because yeah. that just feels like what happens when you think your family are going to welcome you home with loving arms and you know lick your wounds and make sure you're okay, and then somebody just puts their foot in it, even though they're told <laughs> not to, and just to make you feel even worse about your time. Um, yeah, I think that I think that's a real funny uh, funny family moment. But um, but the fact that she's got a new job and a like this idea of having a superhuman uh, wing of the of the law firm dealing with all the superhuman stuff. I wonder will we see the Sokovia Accords return at some point uh, oh, in these yeah. episodes where she may have to defend somebody who's yeah. not signed up to them or has signed up to them. Uh, that'll be that could be interesting. Uh, it may not go that deep into the MCU. Uh, hmm. it may may just keep it uh, light and funny uh, as it's been doing so far though. So uh, so we'll see we'll see how the show goes. But uh, but definitely enjoying uh, all these characters together in, in the show so far. Also. Good to see a bit more competence uh, from the Department of Damage Control uh, so far in this season, even though one of their um, most notorious criminals has been able to skip out and go to go to Fight Club uh, for a minute. But we'll see what happens with that next week on episode three of S.H.I.E.L.D. But fellow defenders and fellow quizzers, we are off to the legalese bar mm. for this episode of the pub quiz. Yes, it is question two and drum roll. How many jobs is Jennifer Walters turned down for in person mm. after being fired as deputy district attorney? Yes, I feel like there may have been some off screen ones she was also turned down for because she it possibly seemed like she was going through a lot um yes of of rejection yeah uh, so not only in person but on screen on screen yes uh rejections yes just to repeat that how many jobs is jennifer walters turned down for in person uh, after being fired as deputy district attorney answers into feedback at tvpodcastindustries.com uh, and you'll be in with a chance to go into the electronic tombola for goodies Mm -hmm. uh, she-hulk goodies uh, at the end of the series absolutely thanks so much for that john let's head on over to some feedback about episode one yes first off an email is in from jerry who says hey guys the first episode was a great origin story it was interesting how bruce used gen genetics to heal his arm Mm. what other things did he do to himself the training and bantering between the two was fantastic. My only concern is, does this episode represent the series as a whole? Mm. I'll watch regardless, just because I'm a Marvel zombie. <laughs> uh, Steve Rogers' virgin dialogue was hilarious. The Sakaar and ship theory I have is Bruce has been visiting Sakaar during the blip mm. because he has a son and has not returned since everyone came back. We will get this as an end credit, I suspect, at the end of the season. Your courtroom bailiff, Jerry in Niceville. Thanks so much, Jerry, and thanks for the theory there mm. around uh, Hulk's son yes. uh, in Sakaar. Possibly, yes. yes, son of Hulk Scar. 
uh, is the yes. name of the character in the comic books, part of uh, World War Hulk, I think, um, and Planet Hulk. So uh, you never know. Maybe that's a, a story that we'll see in a future episode. Yeah, definitely. Or at the end of the series, as you say, Jerry. And it's really good. Like, as you say, the, the Steve Rogers gag throughout this was really, really funny. And um, I suspect that this is an element of the show um, and the series mm-hmm. uh, represented here. So um, we hope you really uh, keep watching it in zombie mode, <laughs> and, but ultimately come out of zombie mode and uh, really enjoy it. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Feedback, definitely. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> uh, so looking forward to your feedback, Jerry. Uh, and thanks for sending in your thoughts. Absolutely. We also have an email in from John Daniel, who says, Ever since Orphan Black, I knew I could watch Tatiana Maslany in practically anything. She is captivating, instantly charming and accessible as a human. As She-Hulk, she is all of the things and super parent. <laughs> I loved just about everything about this pilot. Sure, not every joke hit, but they never will. I laughed out loud and enjoyed the ride. Maybe the only clunky bit was Titania's entrance at the end. I endured the considerations about her outfit and shoes Jennifer made before hulking out for certain, but the interaction seemed shoehorned in. I'm sure we'll learn more about what's going on in the next episode, so I'm not really worried about my lone complaint. A definite high note for me was the ladies' room scene at the sports bar. The way that group of friends stumbling upon her came to Jennifer's aid was sincerely lovely and genuinely funny. I'll always maintain that comedy and horror are polarizing and super subjective, so if something gets a 50% in Rotten Tomatoes in either of those genres... There's a strong chance I'll enjoy it. After missing new episodes of Miss Marvel, this is a wonderful development. Can't wait for the rest of the season. Best, John from Chicago. Excellent. Thanks, John, for for the feedback. Yeah. Really glad that you enjoyed this first episode. And yeah, uh, Tatiana Maslany in Orphan Black was just really, really good. And I, I think she pulls off... Yeah, both the the humanity of Jennifer and She-Hulk really, really well. Mm-hmm, and I, I, too, like the ladies' rooms uh, scene at the sports bar yeah, as well. Yeah, that was good fun. It was good fun. Uh, and as you can probably tell from our podcast, uh, John, I know you've been a listener for a while. Um, yeah, comedy and horror do tend to polarize even ourselves with the three of us who are all big fans of this stuff. Um, sometimes comedy hits with some of us and sometimes it doesn't. Uh, happily, though, She-Hulk has really hit Uh, for all three of us so far yes definitely thanks again john Uh, another email in from coffee and vodka who says greetings fellow shatari scouted defenders decided to enjoy shows with a side of critique rather than the other way around she hulk makes it easy fourth wall breaking on the first scene set a fun tone Mm -hmm. followed by tatiana and mark looking like they had a lot of fun with this fun was the through line for the entire episode and might be for the season, making me glad there's an online Thesaurus. <laughs> Even the fight was amusing. From the first scene to the last, as well as the mid credit, it was pure entertaining jollification. <laughs> Even enjoyed Jen's social commentary as to how she could control her anger. It was the perfect say to Captain Marvel's show. Mm-hmm. Cannot wait for the rest of the episodes, and already sorry there's only six. Hope a season two is planned. Five folded Fords, Richard reactions, and non-virginal America's ass asses out of five. Peace and take care. Coffee and vodka. Thanks, coffee and vodka. Um, yeah, I, it, it's a really fun, fun show, and the whole stuff around um, Hulk and She-Hulk uh, at his Mexican sort of beach. Getaway was, I just thought it was really, really good. And, um, yeah, loving the word jollification, of Absolutely. course, as always. Putting the online thesaurus to use, John, you see? Yes, indeed. Excellent. Thanks, Coffee Vodka. Good to hear from you again. I'm glad you're enjoying uh, She-Hulk. Uh, Matt Murdock also has some thoughts on the music for She-Hulk. He says, firstly, hi, all. Sorry I haven't been too active with feedback lately. Just a bit busy this summer with other things, plus getting ready for House of the Dragon and Lord of the Rings coverage, which is going on simultaneously. Uh, here's just a brief one regarding a musical Easter egg in the show, and I promise I'll get around to breaking down the main theme appearing after after the Eve song and the credits in the future. Hope all is well. Take care from Matt. Here's Matt's audio thoughts about the music in She-Hulk. Hello, Derek, John, and Chris. Matt from across the pond here. Just watched the first episode of She-Hulk. What a fun episode that was. I'm really looking forward to watching this particular series. And as you guys know, I'm all about the music all the time. But I have to say that I 
do not know this Amy Doherty very well at all. I know that she's worked primarily as an orchestrator for Jeff Rousseau. She did orchestrations for his work on Star Trek Discovery and something that might be of interest to you guys. I believe she was an orchestrator for him for the first season of Umbrella Academy as well, but I'm really not all that familiar with her work. I really enjoyed the theme that was played during the credits after the Eve song, and I think that that's the main theme, but I'm going to put that aside in the interest of time because I've already rambled so much, and I'm just going to focus on one little thing. And that was the scene where Jennifer wakes up, and she's at Bruce's bar, but she wakes up for the first time. Did you guys notice the Avengers theme being mixed in at the point where she was looking at the Iron Man helmet? It was just a snippet of the theme. It was just three notes. It was this. But you can definitely hear that it's part of the Avengers theme. And that's one of the things that I absolutely love about Marvel and the way they're approaching the MCU because they think about everything from a world-building place. It doesn't matter how many different composers are working on different projects. They all use each other's stuff to create a musical universe that interacts just like the characters interact. Anyway, that's all I got. I know that that wasn't much, but... Really loved it. I'll try and get back to you with a little bit of a breakdown of the main theme in a future episode. Take care, guys. Thank you so much, Matt, for uh, your musical comments this time. It really, really good. Um, Yeah, I love that world-building stuff as well, that they they just feed into these different shows and the movies depending on the superhero in question. Um, it's, it's almost a bit like Howard Shaw with Lord of the Rings yeah. uh, and that world building that his music did. And, you know, in fairness, as you say, that that's another aspect to the Marvel shows yeah. is in creating this universe is that they put in the, these different themes. So yeah, really, really enjoying that aspect. Yeah, absolutely. Really looking forward to seeing what Amy Doherty brings to the rest of the series. Uh, I definitely did notice that moment with the, uh, with the theme from, uh, from Avengers, the Iron Man theme. Uh, it was really interesting. A couple of years ago, uh, Empire Magazine, who have their podcast going for about 10 years now, um, were doing a roundup of phase one of Marvel and they were saying, the one thing that's missing in Marvel is uh, genuine themes that people could hum along to when they go into the cinema. It's amazing now when we're into episode or we're into phase four of Marvel, how iconic each of the themes for each of the characters are that you can really tell when it's the Captain America theme playing or the Avengers theme or the Iron Man theme. When each of those are playing, you know what they are and you know how they're connected to them. It's just repetition. It's when you're trying to think back on movies that you remember from your childhood you remember those themes but uh, early on in the phases of marvel i suppose you don't suddenly uh, catch them but uh, all really iconic and some great work from uh, all the composers of marvel great to hear your thoughts uh, hopefully we'll hear some more from you matt about the main theme uh, for she hulk later on in the season but for now let's head on over to facebook uh, if you want to leave any comments over on facebook Head on over to our Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash TV podcast industries. Uh, we always put up spoiler posts for all the shows that we're covering. Uh, let's kick off with Donald Dennis, who says, so much fun. Jennifer Walters is a great character and Bruce's realization of his jealousy while trying to make a connection with her because she is excelling at coping with becoming a Hulk is pretty on point. He considered the Hulk a curse for so long. He really has trouble seeing her coming to terms so easily. To him, it seems like some kind of denial. It was great to not have to wait a whole season to see her Hulk out. And I'm glad the introduction training scene seems to be out of the way. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Thanks, Donald. Uh, Yeah, I I love that whole aspect of Mm -hmm. their time in in Mexico, actually. Yeah. Uh, Along with all the other fun bits around it and the fight sequence, just this this notion that she is coming to terms uh, so much more easily than he is. I guess due to the way she she got it through the dosing through the blood maybe rather yeah. than the just the excruciating pain and trauma of getting caught in gamma rays effectively well, i'm guessing yeah 
Yeah. It, it feels easier in that sense, you know? Well, absolutely. But but again, her point is he tried to deal with it by saying he was angry all the time. Yeah. She's saying, I can manage my anger. I'm a woman. This is the kind of stuff I have to put up with all yeah. the time, basically. Um, you know, interestingly, again, I found out this week that uh, from an interview with the with the creator of the show that um, these scenes, this moment, this this creation moment effectively was supposed to be in about episode six of this nine episode series uh, and they actually brought it forward um, so that line right in the opening of the episode where uh, Tatiana Maslany looks at the camera and says you wouldn't be able to focus on our fun lawyer show until you found out how uh, my origin story effectively that is a reference to the fact that they pulled those scenes from later on in the series ah, into nice. the first yeah. episode excellent um, yeah. yeah good stuff uh, thanks Donald mm-hmm. uh, also Richard Blaze says I thought it was a great first episode and can't wait to see how this all plays out now. Did anyone else expect Hulk to go full out Hulk when they were fighting rather than staying as smart Hulk? Worst name ever, by the way. Professor Hulk was so much better. Mm-hmm. Excellent stuff. Thanks, Richard. Yeah, I kind of feel as though full Hulk um, has been suppressed mm-hmm. uh, enough by Bruce Banner now and smart Hulk that... Um, I guess there would have to be something really, really affecting or traumatic happening to the Hulk for him yeah. to sort of lose all that progress, yeah. I- I'm guessing. But that was I effectively d- the storyline from Ragnarok, basically, yeah. was was why he was being this full-on Hulk. So uh, he's gotten over that. Uh, he's taken some time and he's uh, he's chilling out as Smart Hulk. But yeah, yeah the, the name given to him by the fans in between uh, Infinity War and uh, an Endgame. Um, has stuck, I guess, and that's yeah, the joke, definitely. right? definitely, <laughs> yeah. Uh, thanks, Richard. Uh, also, Victor Von Doom says, Greetings, fellow defenders. I absolutely loved this episode. I've been a fan of Mark and Tatiana's work outside of the MCU for years. Mm-hmm. They made a great purring. I laughed through the whole episode. The soundtrack was a nice mix. Eve and Sweetie really rocked it. What issue does Sakaar have with Smot Hulk? Could they have a beef over the events of Thor Ragnarok? Mm-hmm. What is uh, Titania's problem? Perhaps she will calm down when she meets Molecule Man. <laughs> I am looking forward to more laughs next week. Excelsior, Victor Von Doom. Thank you so much, uh, Victor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in terms of uh, Sakaar, it's, it's interesting, is it? There's the theory that Jerry posited about possibly and um, it, it's not a question of the damage that he did or the events of Thor Ragnarok but maybe one of the consequences of his time there which is is really really uh, interesting Absolutely. and yes Titania's problem why was she in court I mean is this just dare I say it a a rock in the courtroom a flash in the pan or will she be back effectively well um, who knows because just to get some more information, uh, if it's even needed, it might just not be, of course. Well, as Jamilia Jamil is the third build actress uh, in the show, I'm expecting we're going to see Titania back. <laughs> yeah, well, no, I, I expect so too, but you just never know. Absolutely. Uh, but great stuff, and thanks for the thoughts, Victor. Thanks, Victor. Uh, Joe Herbert says, we enjoyed this. It's interesting to see how split people are on it, including people who have seen screeners for the first four episodes, which in this case is less than half the season. Someone noted that it may have worked better to have the final courtroom scene early in the episode, then have Jen say she needs to explain her origin and start the flashbacks. That makes some sense, especially given how abrupt that courtroom scene is. The villain appears out of nowhere and is quickly dispatched. Uh, there will be an explanation for that, Joe. Um, uh, we have also seen the first uh, four episodes of the show and uh, I'm not going to spoil anything of course but um, this is a comedy show uh, with, without doubt uh, there's some very yeah, very silly uh, but very funny moments and they keep the comedy uh, pretty well up uh, throughout the season so uh, different expectations for a half hour comedy I'd say than uh, than a, an hour long drama um, for me and it's really been been keeping it up so uh, hopefully you keep on the ride Joe it's, it sounds like you enjoyed it anyway yeah good stuff Joe thanks so much uh, Heather Wallace says, that was fun. I'm looking forward to seeing where this is going. We get the answer about why Bruce was human at the end of Shang-Chi and even a secret about Steve Rogers. <laughs> it's a good twist that Jen can control her shifts from Hulk to human because she's so used to controlling her anger mm. just to live in the world. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Thanks, Heather. 
Thanks, Heather. Ronaldo says, really enjoyed this episode. The CGI was mostly so impressive and exceeded what was shown in the trailers. There was a couple of shots, though, that were less quality, but I guess it's always going to be so hard to do an episode where the two protagonists are CGI. Story-wise and intro-wise, seeing Jen on screen was very, very fun. With the origin out of the way, can't wait to see her in full flight. And I gotta say, Tatiana Maslany, immediately likable. Uh, I totally agree with you, Ronaldo. She's uh, so good on screen. I'm so glad she's getting uh, more exposure because a lot of people didn't see uh, her in Orphan Black. So I'm, I'm so glad seeing her in the in the Marvel Universe now. Uh, we're going to see lots more of her, hopefully, throughout the season. Yeah, thanks, Ronaldo. Um, hope you enjoy the season. And yeah, like yourself, I, I thought the CGI was really good. Mm-hmm. Maybe just a few shots. And actually, it was weirdly to do with palm trees. Uh, whether, That's right. Yeah, I, I just the thought it kind CGI of characters fell down the there. But yeah. I think otherwise, I thought it was really, really good, as you say, because yeah. of the the two CGI characters as well. And yeah. so, yeah, enjoy the show, Ronaldo. Absolutely. Now, they did make some decisions to have a bit less of Jennifer as She-Hulk in the first episode than they were originally planning to do. It may have been an entire the entire episode could have been uh, her as She-Hulk, but they had her change a bit more often because CGI budget, CGI timelines. You can spend as much money as you want to on well, a show. Yeah, yeah. There is always going to be limitations, but I think what they presented there was absolutely great. Uh, good stuff. Thanks, Ray. Yeah. And finally, Dr. Bob Phillips uh, has this to say. This was so much fun. I adored the rage control, the fourth wall shattering, the teaser for the after credit within the watercolor credits, the shoe removal, and almost more than everything, the bathroom repair scene. Mm. Excellent stuff, yeah. uh, Dr. Bob. Yes, I like the shoe removal as well. I thought that was very, <laughs> I think, as Coffee and Vodka said, very considered yes. uh, when transforming in the courtroom. Absolutely. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Uh, the bathroom repair scene. Hey, we all need a bathroom repair occasionally when we're on a night out and have uh, lost our <laughs> shoes. <laughs> Thanks so much, Dr. Bob, for your feedback. Yeah, thanks, Dr. Bob. And thanks so much to you for listening. This episode of TV Podcast Industries is brought to you by our supporters over on Patreon, including Ray from Into the Night, the Moon Knight podcast. Thanks, Ray. Yes, uh, big thanks, Ray, uh, for the support. Yes, thank you so much, Ray. You too can be like Ray and support us monthly for any amount over on patreon.com slash TV Podcast Industry. Or if you'd like to support us with a one-off donation, you can pop on over to buymeacoffee.com slash TVPI and buy us a coffee and keep our illustrious producer and editor in caffeine. Mm-hmm. You can also support us by subscribing to the podcast and sharing it with your uncle, your aunties, your friends, your cousins, the annoying cousin, the other annoying cousin, <laughs> that annoying sister. You name it, share it with them all because sharing the podcast is what, John? It is sharing the love, fellow yes. defenders. Mm-hmm. Sharing the love. We always share the love here. Thanks exactly. so much for joining us. We'll talk to you again next time. Yes, thank you so much and we'll speak to you again soon. Yes, thank you so much, fellow defenders, for joining us again. Remember, keep watching, keep listening, and keep defending. Stay strong. Bye. Bye.